Good afternoon, boxing fans around the world. Back again on Combat Talk Radio, found at combattalkradio.net with a our weekend of boxing updates here. Feel free to check us out. Once again, the site is combattalkradio.net. Leave us some comments, questions, suggestions, feedback on how we're doing, and we will get right into our weekend of boxing. Recording this on a very not clear Saturday morning. We had some rains yesterday. Started to get some cooler weather. Humidity's up. We're in the desert, so that's saying something. And I'm en route to finishing up the rest of the car nonsense so I can get the hell out of here. Separately, we have a, a decent stacked weekend of boxing. I wouldn't say it's amazing, but we have some pretty good fights, especially if you're a fan of certain divisions. We're going to talk about that right now. Let's get into what's going on. Starting on Australia, 12 rounds of super welterweight action, the return of Tim Zhu. And Tim Zhu, of course, is most well-known, not solely well-known, but he's most well-known for upsetting Jeff the Hornet Horn way back yonder. And then he's been on a win streak since. And then, of course, recently he had a bit of a scare in the ring. Well, he got it done, but he had a little bit of a scare. I didn't think he was going to. I thought he was going to lose that fight, but he pulled it out, got a win. So he's been on a win streak. But as he stepped up in class now, we're starting to see that it's harder for him to look as spectacular. It doesn't mean he doesn't get the W. It just means it's harder for him to look spectacular as he had done before. So now when he takes on Tony Harrison here at the Kudos Bank Arena out in Sydney, I think he's going to be tested again. Now, I'm not saying that Tony Harrison is an amazing fighter. However, Tony Harrison has significantly more experience than Tim Zhu. That certainly should play into factor. The one linchpin here is that Harrison recently got stopped, went to a split decision. He's been rebuilding, but I don't. I if I were his management, I'd have told him to take one more get back fight just to kind of get back up there. I think this is really just for more zoo to give him that that shining example. There is a title on the line. It's a vacant title, WBO interim junior middleweight championship. This, of course, would position the winner for a potential title shot for the. Uh, the champ, Jermel Charlo, who holds the WBO as unified champion of the division. So I think that was worth watching. I'd be shocked if Tim Zhu lost. However, I'm not going to discount Harrison. It's simply that I think Harrison should have taken one more get back fight after that stoppage, you know, to rebuild stoppage and then a draw. I think he needed at least two get back fights to get his confidence back up and getting back in the game. Now it's possible the title on the line and then the fact that he gets to take out Tim Zhu might just totally inspire him to do something. I'm saying that for me, I would have told him, if I were management, I would have told him to kind of hold off a little bit. So that's on Showtime in the United States. I don't see any overseas streams, but there certainly have to be if it's in Australia. I just don't have access to those. Then we've got at the same arena, same event, 10 rounds at super bantamweight action, Sam Goodman. He's fighting against TJ Doheny. TJ Doheny, I'm aware of. Sam Goodman, I'm not. Sam Goodman is being positioned kind of in the front. I'm more aware of Doheny. Doheny is a solid fighter. However, he's been on a steep decline. He's getting older. He's certainly not getting younger. And it feels like he's, I don't think it's heart. I think in just his case, his body might be breaking down. That's my read of it. He's still top ranked. He's still highly ranked. And so he's going to bring it. He's going to fight as hard as he effing can. Um, it's not going to be, I don't think we're going to see a masterclass in this one. We might, but I don't think we're going to see a masterclass. I think Goodman's going to get him out of there in short order. I don't see anybody giving Delaney a chance. To me, he has a chance, but it's a very slim chance. Uh, Goodman's significantly younger, and despite not having anywhere near the experience, he's not, he just is stylistically good. He's just a 
great fighter where I don't think Doheny's going to be able to keep up with him. Like, it feels like it's just going to be a masterclass from what I see or a knockout, stoppage, something in the probably about the mid-rounds is my guess. That's my call on that one. Separately then, out in uh, Zenith de Paris-Lavillette in France, we got 10 rounds contest at heavyweight action. Tony Yoka makes his return. He's fighting Carlos DeCam, who I would argue at this point is a veteran of the game. I've followed both guys kind of at a surface level. I don't really follow the heavyweight division anywhere near like I used to because as we know, the heavyweight division right now, if you want any excitement, you're talking about Deontay Wilder. So I have not closely followed either guy. I'm aware of them, not close. Both guys are coming off of a loss. Tony Yoka's loss was a bit closer and a bit more, you know, people questioned that one. Carlos DeCam is old. He's, he's, he's up there. People have asked for him to retire. He chooses not to and continues fighting. He got stopped, and then he took a unanimous loss very, very recently. But to Cam, to his credit, he's got significantly more experience than Tony Yoka. He's got significantly more power, in my opinion, than Tony Yoka. Tony Yoka's knockout ratio is high, but that's only because he hadn't fought anybody. You know, Carlos Takam has fought a who's who in the division, and so I feel Takam has a power advantage by far. It's kind of one of those, like, Luis Ortiz type where he can, if he catches you, he can get you out of there. But question is, is he going to be able to catch Tony Yoko with something that gets him out? Or will Yoko be able to deal with it? He's got a solid chin. From what I can tell, Yoko's durable. He's going to come in there and do what he needs to do. And he is just as, I think he's just as stylistically brilliant as Takam used to be. I guess that's the best way to put it. So do I give Takam a chance? There's always a puncher's chance, but I think it's a very slim chance. I expect Yoka to get him out of there by stoppage sometime in the middle to late rounds is my guess. Then on the undercard of that fight, and by the way, it's on ESPN Plus in the United States, Sky Sports in the UK. We got 10 rounds welterweight women's action. I've never heard of either, but I'm going to talk about them. Lauren Price is fighting Naomi Mans. I have, again, not heard of either. Lady to both, uh, well, excuse me, Price is undefeated, but Price just recently debuted. Not, you know, as a pro, I'm saying. Now, the interesting thing of this fight, I don't know what's going on with Price because with Price, she doesn't appear to have a lot of experience at all. She only has 10 rounds in the books, which is really small for somebody that's that's been in the game. I'm talking as an amateur for so long. She only has 10 rounds as a pro in the books. That seems kind of slim. And then Mans, they're, they're the same age, but Mans has been in the game less time, but she has more rounds. I, to me, I consider that an advantage for Mans, in my opinion. However, Price is a southpaw that's going to play the factor. Mans has a little bit. She's a little bit on the taller side. So this one's an interesting fight if you're into women's actions. interesting to see this because I'm not really sure, again, what's going on with Price and her record. If there was something where she had taken a break for a while and then came back, I'm not really sure. But that one's there if you want to see women's action. The last one I'll cover on that same event, 12 rounds at light heavyweight action. Dan Aziz makes his return against Thomas Fowler. I am <clears throat> aware of Dan Aziz. I'm not aware of Fowler. I am aware of Aziz. Aziz is a solid, really good fighter. I like watching him fight. These guys are roughly the same age. They're basically the same stance. Aziz is, he's certainly going to be more aggressive, I would say, than Fowler from basically what I saw. Uh, he's going to be the aggressor in what I see anyway. I could get that wrong. Power has more experience as far as rounds in the books and length in the game. But Aziz seems like he's, he seems like his style is one that people have a difficult time with. It, it doesn't seem like people are easily able to deal with Aziz um, from what I can tell. And he's still early. Both guys are still 
Um, he's at least still early. He's up a little bit in age, but he's early in the game in terms of when he debuted versus now. That's what I mean. He hasn't been in very long. And so I think he's still kind of on a build, just about to hit that peak prime. But he's had some good wins. It's not like he's, you know, struggled or any of that. He had one fight that he had a little bit of a difficulty with that was a while ago. I don't remember exactly who the opponent was. But other than that, he's been solid. And I suspect he's going to be solid in this one again. That's not dismissing power. I think that Fowler's not going to have anything for this guy. And I think that Aziz is going to get him out of there. That's the fights I see on docket this weekend. This is all happening today, actually, and this evening. Uh, the first ones are going to be the ones that are in France. Those are going to be the earliest ones that happen. That's going to be in about six hours-ish from when I record this. Right now, it's about 6 a.m. Pacific time. So it looks like that's going to be happening in about six hours from when I record it, probably about five hours from when you guys hear it. So check these fights out. I think they're de decent good. And then we got really good fights happening in the remainder of March, as I talked about before. Um, I'm really excited, in my opinion, uh, to see some of these folks that are returning finally after so long uh, being out of, the, out of the game. Some of these guys and ladies have been out sitting on the bench for one reason or another, or they're coming off losses and they're trying to rebuild. It's going to be good to see them back in action. So <clears throat> Mobili, I'm really excited to see him back. Gungora. Excited to see him back. Luis Gesta, absolutely. Jojo Diaz, absolutely. Gabe Rosado, legend in the business. Good to see him back. Zerto, eh, but, you know, it's against Gabe, so I'll watch it. Uh, Plant Benavides, that's going to be a huge fight on the 25th. Oh, I, just uh, who's who of amazing fights on deck for the remainder of March. So March is going to be stacked. Check all that stuff out. I will probably not be checking these fights out because i got to figure out my move stuff. But if I do see something that catches my eye on one of these after the fact that I'll probably do a YouTube update. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Combat Talk Radio, Masterpiece Boxing, found at combattalkradio.net. I want to thank you for listening today, whether you are a subscriber or not. I know you have choices, and I appreciate you for being here. Just to remind those that are new to the show, Combat Talk Radio records every Friday, so once a week in the Pacific time zone, and then Lifeblood of Boxing series, which is our coverage of the boxers I think are worth your time and give to the sport. That's once per month. It does not have a fixed schedule, but once a month I'll have a release until I run out of ones that I think are worth covering for Lifeblood of Boxing. So those are our two programs. It is podcast only at this point. We want to hear from you. So combattalkradio.net at the bottom. Hit comments, feedback. Let us know how we're doing. If there's anything that you'd like to see us adjust or improve, we want to hear from you and we are open to that feedback. We also are open to starting up the YouTube again, but it seemed like that died off when Lomachenko took a loss, and we don't know why. So if somebody knows why or they'd like to hear the YouTube coverage, let us know that as well in the comments, and we are open to doing it. We just need to make sure the fans are there. Right now they're on the podcast, not on the YouTube for whatever reason specific. We're open either way. Anyhow, that'll do it, and I will see you guys next week.